What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. I've never been this nervous in my life. Greetings from Longtime No See the Podcast. Every week we'll be inviting two blindfolded comedians to answer a series of questions about their careers, lives, and opinions. Now, let's remove those blindfolds and start the show. Hi! <laughs> what would your opening line with your celebrity crush be? Loved you in Harry Potter. <laughs> Worst date you've been on. A man bit my neck mole off once. You did what? A man bit my neck mole off. Oh my god, Jack almost fell off his chair. <laughs> be sure to follow and subscribe to the podcast. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. I don't think this is live. I think I can still prep even once the camera comes on. Consequence Podcast Network. Welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with It's the Interview Series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org Consequence and the Consequence Podcast Network. Thanks as always for making your way here, checking out the series. Uh, I do hope you hit the subscribe button so you can keep up with all the interviews that we put out every single week. It's a new one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So it's a great way to keep up with your favorite artists and discover some new ones as well. Of course, you can subscribe at all the usual spots like iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, Podchaser, NPR, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcasts from. And I'm Kyle Meredith today talking with Jessica Francis Dukes about Ozark, the final season. Uh, now, Jessica plays Maya Miller, the FBI agent, so we get to get into how her character fits into the final season storyline. Uh, now, both an actress of stage and screen, we're going to discuss the crossover and similarities between portraying uh, Millie in Broadway's Trouble of Mind and, of course, the FBI agent Maya Miller in Ozark. Uh, she'll tell us about taking inspiration from musical artists like Eartha Kitt when approaching her characters, uh, making this season during the pandemic as well. And then we'll dig into the absolute darkness of Ozark's story, uh, being surprised at how people receive the show, uh, considering real-life turmoil happening all around us, and Maya Miller wanting to be the voice of morality. Now, we also get to hear about the parallels between her and Jason Bateman, uh, what it's like to know it's the final season, and whether or not she thinks that a story like this can even have a happy ending. So let's get into it, discussing season four of Ozark. It's Kyle Meredith with Jessica Francis Dukes. Hi! So here we finally are, Ozark, season four, the beginning of the ends. Yes. 
How's it how's it feeling to finally be in this spot? You know, it's 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 been a long road to lead up to here. We were shooting for a very long time. So I'm really, really excited um, to see everybody's work and, you know, working through COVID and all the things that we were doing. It's just a, it's really exciting to finally be at this moment. And I'm excited for the fans to finally get to go on the rest of this journey. Yeah, and and it has been a wait uh, to get to here. But as you said, and I know that's the easy part of the topic right here, but it is such a unique way of doing things. Like, how has this been? Like, what? How was the process so different this time that you had to do it through? Obviously, the the, the COVID era that we're in. Well, you know, it actually uh, it snatches away your personal life. <laughs> because you really do have to take care of the entire team. Like every day you're out, um, you are possibly jeopardizing, you know, the entire company. Um, so we really had to just stay strict and take care of each other. And, you know, we're really the only people we're around in these times. So it was really kind of awesome after being in the house for so long before we started shooting to be around everybody and be back together so it was awesome i mean we had so many protocols that we had to kind of go through to stay safe um but the COVID teams were just top-notch and they kept us so safe and it was just a wonderful wonderful environment and especially seeing what you've been doing since shooting it because you've you've uh, you've also been on broadway uh trouble of mind and and i kind of wanted to bridge the two worlds before we really get into ozark here because coming into that i i felt like there was probably a little bit of crossover. Well, I, I should ask if there's crossover, like especially, do you find that you bring the way you approach what you're doing in, in theater to, to film? Is it is it a similar process? No, you know, there, there, are, there are similarities in the character building. You know how I find the characters. Uh, music is a huge part of things for me, figuring out what the character's playlist is, what type of art do they like, all that stuff is still similar. Um, but you know, with theater, you're developing something every single day with a company of people. And it literally is like eight hours a day. Uh, you're in a room with everyone building this masterpiece. And with TV and film, you know, you're doing a lot of that by yourself. So I use the tools that I have in rehearsal, the same sort of map um, for building the character, but then you get the set and it's opening night. There's maybe one little rehearsal or two. We don't do table reads on Ozark, so you really are thrown into the fire right away. It's interesting. I've really enjoyed hearing you talk about, especially with uh, with Millie and in, in your character that you play in, in Trouble in Mind. Um, some, I, think I love her so much. <laughs> you brought up uh, Eartha Kitts, I think, as, as one of the folks. That was great because it just gave me an excuse to revisit. I mean, I, that's a great era for me, too. I, I love listening to that. I, I was not um, aware of Nina Mae McKinney. And so you kind of gave me that opportunity as well. Like, I, I would love you to talk more about that, especially as, as we're here with Consequence of Sound. Why, why, why is that your, your process and your routes to go towards the music to find the character that you're in? Uh, for me, I'm, I'm also a musician. You can see my bass clarinet peeking through and my clarinet is right here. So uh, my father wanted me to be a musician. So I was thrown instruments very early on. Um, and I look at, at companies, whether it be a cast of TV and film or a cast of theater as an orchestra. And I think that each character is a part of, you know, the sound. And I always like to think, you know, what is the instrument that my character brings in? You know, what is it that, that I bring to the melody? And so 
even when I auditioned for Ozark, um, I was listening to the show as I was working on my side because there is a rhythm to it. So I just have a sort of musical love in my body. And I think that's what just turns things on for me. And with Millie, I had this whole playlist of, you know, wonderful songs from the fifties that she would have been listening to, you know, she's a wild one. And I, I wanted to create sort of a map for myself every single day before the show to listen to, to get into character. So who were those artists for, uh, for Maya Miller uh, here on, on Ozark? Maya Miller is a lot of classical, you know, she's a very different beast than I am. Um, she's so by the book. She's so, um, well, she, she, yeah, she tries to be by the book, um, but she has a sort of zenness to her. And so I kind of zen out with her first. Millie, I had to ramp up. So I had to ramp up that energy because, you know, it's the stage, it's the Broadway stage, it's big. It's, you know, she was a lot, she came in with so much. And so it was a lot of revving up. And with Maya, it's a lot of calming down. What's well, it's also kind of interesting, like it's not a direct relation, but you're hitting on very big topics, very important big topics on both shows. Um, talked about, you know, there, there is a lot of uh, talk of race and trouble of mind. And then with Ozark, of course, we get into the war on drugs and, and just everything that comes along with it. Do you find that it's the, with those characters are similar ground? And is that something that you all talk about uh, on the sets? You know, uh, as far as Millie and Trouble in Mind, we talked, you know, consistently. It's it's uh, such an important piece, you know, and, and the beauty about Trouble in Mind when we came into it is we were all there for that playwright. We were a part of something that was history, you know, bringing that play finally to Broadway after 66 years. Um, and, you know, it's just the conversations in the room really prepared us for what we were doing every night. And also the experiences that we've all been through in this industry as actors, especially as black actors in this industry. And as far as for Maya Miller, you know, I had to study a lot of things. And um, as far as how this country is run and, and the loopholes that happen that we see a lot in Ozark, we see these power structures um, and, and how people sort of get through um, and it's just, it was just fascinating. It also, it makes you a little scared <laughs> that so many things can be happening without us knowing, but it's, it was a whirlwind of studying and um, I just love sort of going in. Well, I mean, Ozark, not that I have to say it, but it's a very dark show. I mean, you know, and, and to be able to still see ourselves in those characters, I mean, I think that's one of the greatest feats of, of this show right here, but it's still, to ha to go into that mindset of 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 the corruption of the the brutalness of of what's going on in these, I mean, what again? What is that like for you as you are looking at, you know, it's not like you get an escape from the world at hand. I guess is what I'm getting right. at right here. Right. No, you know, it's especially for Maya coming into it. Um, she, you know, she, they, they talk a little bit about her background in season three, as far as like what her father was into and why he went to jail and all these different things. They, they touch on it very quickly. So she's not foreign to, you know, the idea of crime. Uh, but now she finds herself, you know, in the middle of something that I don't necessarily think she knew the, 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 what's the word, how, how major it was, you know, I knew she knew what she was doing, but I think you'll see in season four, it just, it's a bigger rabbit hole than she ever knew or thought. And um, she gets dragged down there. And, and in the darkness, I had to study so many things that 
they just rock your mind. You know, I studied so many FBI investigations. I was like, somebody's gonna put a <laughs> tap on my computer because they're gonna be looking at my Google search and be like, what is this woman doing? But it's, you know, it, I think we fall in love with that type of stuff because we're all imperfect people. You know, we all make mistakes and to watch people in the middle of just mistake after mistake after mistake and get caught up in this sort of spider web that they weave themselves, you know, it's just, it's juicy for us because we do it every day. It's not to that extreme, but So you want to be a rock and roll star? No? Well, how about a podcast star? Well, as it turns out, there's a new all-in-one platform just for you. It's called Anchor, and it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And check this out. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And then Anchor will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify and Apple Podcast and, you know, everywhere else in, uh, in podcast land. And what's even better, you can actually make money from your podcast. Go figure. Uh, no minimum listenership on that. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go ahead. Download the free Anchor app right now or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what are you waiting for? Podcast stardom is within your reach. Now, I, I've heard in a lot of interviews, especially with uh, other cast members, it seems like the questions always ask about why this connects so much with, with the audience. And I started thinking about it in the musical terms uh, that we've been talking about. Um, and I'm, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of reasons, by the way, just this might be one of them. But the way, you know, when we're sad, we tend not to listen to happy songs. When you're sad, you listen to sad songs. And when you're happy, you know, it, it's, you sort of lean into it. It feels like there's a little bit of that going on here. Yeah, yeah. It's funny when Ozark season three came out, you know, we were right at the top of the pandemic. And I was like, how's this gonna happen? Like, you know, so many people already in a weird space, like, are they gonna receive the show? And, you know, and it, it just was, it was shocking how many people were like, I needed that. Like I needed to see that somebody else's life was a lot more screwed up, <laughs> about to say another word, but a lot more screwed up than mine. And that actually gives me an escape. Um, and so it's weird that even though it's such a dark show, it is an escape because you're like, oh, actually my life is great. <laughs> you know, that's what it is for me. Right. Well, it's also interesting because your character, again with Maya, I mean, you've been such a base of morality leading into the fourth season. And, and, and I know that, you know, we were all set up with will she, won't she, you know, but, but, but having to, to, to kind of come in again in, in this darkness in, in what's going on and to try to be some sort of rock, uh, I guess. I mean, is that how you saw it? I think she wants to be. I think she really, really wants to be a rock. I think she really, really wants to um, be the best at what she does. I think that she is the closest that we've seen get to the sort of core of what's going on. You know, the FBI agents in the mix before this haven't gotten as close as she is. And um, I think that she sees herself as sort of a crusader or, you know, sort of a, a, um, a hero in a sense, you know, it's funny every day I would get to set my earrings that I wear, I wear the same earrings throughout all of season three and all of season four, because Maya is not a fashionable person, um, but they're called the hero earrings. And I was like, I am kind of a hero. And I think she really, really wants to do good. It's just a matter of what that means and how that is in this story. What is, you know, it's, she's at a place where she's like, what does being good mean? And how do I do my job and be good and save people and 
take care of me. Right. Well, I, I especially love that, you know, the main person that you're working uh, with uh, character wise is Marty. And and that, you know, especially when you look back at his journey in season one, uh, talking about Jason Bateman's character, obviously, um, sort of being that same thing, you know, wanted to be the good person. And now that's 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 the two of you faced with each other. I mean, that couldn't have played, I guess, better um, for me. It's not a question, more of a compliment to, to the series. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I just love it, you know, because Maya, Marty and, and, and Jessica and Jason, you know, there's so many parallels that I love about it. Like, you know, coming into this massive show three seasons in or two seasons in last season um, with people that I've been watching all my life, you know, it's just you want to do your best. You want to do, you know, you want to show up and you want to have everything, you know, ready so that you're not a hiccup and, and you, you meet Jason and you just sort of breathe. You sort of let go. And he just, he just sort of sets up the room to do the best work that they can do. Um, and I think for me, I look up to him so much um, and I just love the way his brain works. So it works that Maya also loves the way Marty's brain works. You know, I think they have a lot of similarities and me and Jason are both Capricorns too. So there's like, there's so many parallels that I use as Maya um, for Marty and I's relationship. And then there's the added thing on that because he he does direct some of these episodes as well. So again, having your time spent so much with him, you know, as your characters and then putting the director on it too. I mean, what does that add to to the whole relationship and process? Well, I didn't get a chance to work with him as a director of uh, both seasons. I missed him. He wasn't on my episode. Um, but I, every day in the room, he's, you know, such a director. So it's, I get a little bit of a glimpse of what he's like. You know, I actually got a chance to work with Laura Linney this season as a director. And that was just epic. You know, it's always awesome when one of the team is directing, you know, and actors have a different way of talking to actors. Um, but it's it's just I soak in so much from all of them. Again, here we are in the final season. You all went into it knowing it's the final season. That that had to add something, I, I would guess as well. You know, I've been a fan of this show since day one. Um, before I ever knew that there was a possibility that I would be on it, and so when I heard the end was coming, I think first I reacted as a fan, where I was just like. How are they going to tie all of this up? And then as an actor, I was like, what's going to happen to me? You know, what's, you know, and every script that came in, it's one of those shows where you think it can't get better. And then the script comes in and you're just like, I, I, I threw my script at one point in my apartment one night because I was just like, these writers are genius. So I think that four seasons of this show, technically a, almost a fifth because you'd have two parts, it's just the perfect sort of cap off um, and a perfect way to say goodbye. I think that, you know, certain shows sometimes will push it and they didn't want to push. They were just like, this is perfect. And I agree. Well, I, you know, no spoilers, of course, uh, right here. But, uh, you know, I would have to ask, is it possible to have a happy ending on a show like this? You know, I don't know. I, I, I challenge you and send that back to you. You know, I think that life is life and you can have a happy ending if you choose to, um, but sometimes you're in situations that it's not up to you. So I think we're gonna find out how it kind of turns out for everybody. And I think everybody at the end of season three is sort of on their own 
trajectory and it all sort of just unfolds in a beautiful way and for. Do you have any kind of um, expectation of fan takeaways uh, of how they're going to feel at the end of this? I, I don't want to say, I, I already know how I feel and I'm like, oh my God, I mean, it's a roller coaster ride. It's a roller coaster ride. And they truly did say we're going out with a bang. We really are. And I'm just so excited to see, you know, I'll be on Twitter looking at all the, you know, comments and everything. I'm excited to see how everybody reacts. I have no clue how they're going to react though. I think people are going to be excited. People are going to be heartbroken. People are going to be happy. People are going to be, uh, you know, it's definitely going to be um, worth it. Yeah. Well, that's why we've loved it so much uh, this whole time anyway. Uh, and Jessica, I loved what you've done with this character and, and how it's played in there because it's become such an important part of this story. So, you know, congratulations on all of this. So much. I'm having a ball. Uh, I should also point out, I wanted to ask real quick before I get off of here too. So I'm based here in Louisville and uh, and I know you've done, you know, lots of like actors theater. You've, you've done some stuff here, right? I came down to there. I came down there to do Macbeth a while back and I played Lady M. Wow. Uh, I'm sorry I missed that one. I tried to get over to Actors Theater as much as possible, but uh, yeah, it was re- it was really great seeing that you were a part of that. I love them. I had a great time. I went to all the distilleries and I had a ball. <laughs> well, it, thank you so much for taking the time to talk about this. Again, congrats on everything that's been going on with you. Uh, I know you, you know with what you've got going on, there's probably much more to come as well, and uh, I look forward to keeping up with it. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. My thanks, Jessica Francis Dukes. Again, the uh, final, the well, part one of the uh, final season, season four of Netflix's Ozark is out now. And a big thanks to you as well for checking out the episode. Again, please do hit the subscribe button before you get out of here uh, so you can keep up with all the interviews that we put out. Three new ones every single week at iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, Podchaser, NPR, uh, YouTube for the video versions, or again, anywhere you get your podcast from, subscribe to Kyle Meredith With. Then after that, head over to WFPK.org. That's where I do a show Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern, It's an hour full of song premieres, music news, anniversary spins, bonus interviews, too. Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern at WFPK.org. Consequence has your music and film news. You can also find me on the social media spots, uh, mostly on Twitter, but also Facebook and Instagram, all three of them, at Kyle Meredith. And I do hope you like and follow along. And that does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. Come on, man. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. Hey there, it's Kyle Meredith from Kyle Meredith With. After you check out the latest episode of my show, uh, be sure to check out some of our other great programs on the Consequence Podcast Network, including Standing BTS, a bi-weekly podcast covering all things BTS and ARMY, and The Opus, Consequence's original documentary podcast exploring legendary albums and their lasting legacies. So head to Consequence.net to listen to these podcasts and many great others. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. 
And right now you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.